seated. Well, good afternoon. I'm Keith Boyette, and I'm president of the Wesleyan Covenant Association. And what a joy it is to be here in Indiana. I'm so glad that we could bring the sixth global gathering of the Wesleyan Covenant Association to the Midwest, where we began six years ago in Chicago. Uh, wonderful to be here. And I want to let you know that there are over a thousand people joining us in the various simulcast sites uh, today. And so we're just excited <laughs> that so many are having an opportunity to participate in this time together. Well, in his book, The Patient Ferment of the Early Church, Alan Kreider makes the case that Christians dramatically impacted the Roman Empire through their persistent, faithful living of the lifestyle of Jesus, the lifestyle that God had called them to in Jesus Christ. The world was not transformed by their profound and persuasive words, by their slick productions, or by their carefully constructed evangelistic campaigns. Rather, they lived authentic, transformed lives, transformed by the life of Christ. Their neighbors saw in them an integrity that communicated a hope and radical difference than the culture in which they lived. God had promised that he would act in the world and they patiently waited for God to do what God alone could do. In the words of scripture, I've always wondered about this, we are called constantly to stand, to be a faithful witness in the generation in which we're planted. They were present as a witness, not so much by the words they spoke as the lives that they lived. And over the course of four centuries, this movement that began with Jesus and a small band of disciples, women and men, overtook the world, and they were more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loved them. Now, I would hardly compare the journey we have been on as the Wesleyan Covenant Association to the journey of Christ followers in that first four centuries, but I think there are some significant parallels. Five and a half years ago, many of us gathered in a convention center near Chicago O'Hare Airport, captivated by a vision of what God could do through his church if we lived as Jesus called us to live. Tired of being part of an institution that seemed to thrive on its internal conflicts, we longed for a better way. We dared to believe that Jesus could still be Lord of a movement birthed through the life of John Wesley and so many others. We unashamedly believed in the singular message of the early church, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the power of the cross. We affirmed that everything necessary for salvation was contained in the pages of scripture, the Old and New Testaments. We humbly confessed that those who had journeyed in this way before us, our mothers and fathers in the faith, had captured the beauty and vitality of the Christian faith in the great confessions, the Apostles' Creed and the 
Nicene creeds. We ordered our lives around the unique distinctives that have characterized Methodism since the days of Wesley, as stated in the Articles of Religion and the Confession of Faith. We have stood resolutely. We praised God when he enabled our movement to prevail in the upholding of the classic historic tenets of the Christian faith when we gathered as the United Methodist Church for a special general conference in 2019. We recognized that there were two irreconcilable visions in the church that we were seeking to coexist in this one body, each at odds with the other, pulling in different directions. You and I love the bride of Christ, the church, too much to be part of spoiling its witness to a world desperately in need of its message. By extending that conflict indefinitely, Though our vision of the church prevailed, we recognized that the conflict continued in the church. It boiled and seethed with humility. We saw the need to step away from that endless cycle of conflict to envision an expression of Methodism that would embody the best of the ancient Christian faith, boldly proclaiming its truths and unequivocally striving to live out its tenets. We committed to dialogue with those who held a different vision of the church to see if, despite our significant differences, we could stop harming one another and part ways amicably and peacefully. And so we did the hard work of peacemaking with the hope that God would do a new thing in the people called Methodists. We dared to believe that we could be a witness to the world of how those who had profound differences could bless and send each other on their separate ways. And so the protocol for reconciliation and grace through separation emerged, envisioning the restructuring of our denomination through the creation of two or three new Methodist expressions. We committed to give sacrificially of ourselves so that such a separation would be amicable. We did not want to see the witness of the church of which we have been a part be that of tearing and rending the body of Christ. Together with others who shared our vision and commitments, we began the difficult work of building a new Methodist church. And just days ago, that new church became into existence with the launch of the Global Methodist Church. Now hundreds of people, many of you in this room and at our simulcast sites have invested thousands of hours over the past two years in unseen ways to make that vision a reality because of your investment, your prayers, your labors, we now have an alternative, the opportunity to be part of a church that is unreservedly committed to making disciples of Jesus Christ who are salt and light in this world. To be part of a church that is passionate in its worship, that authentically lives out the beliefs in every nook and cranny of the world, that takes its faith into the fields that are ripe for harvest. 
to be part of a church that loves Jesus and loves our neighbors extravagantly, striving to share generously the blessings of God in the lives of those that we can reach with, that they might reach the full potential that God intended, and a church that is bold in its witness to the truths of Christianity, unashamed of the faith delivered to us by the saints, that demonstrates in word and in deed that the kingdom of God is breaking in to this world. Today, the Wesleyan Covenant Association pivots. We've completed one part of our vision and mission to ensure that there is a faithful place for those captivated by the transforming love of God in Jesus Christ, those who are committed to proclaiming the great truths of scripture so we might encourage one another and serve God and our neighbors. The Global Methodist Church has been formed and launched. It is separate from the Wesleyan Covenant Association and it now moves ahead with its own leadership. For those who remain in the United Methodist Church, the Wesleyan Covenant Association's mission continues to include a bold and winsome witness to the Christian faith, contending for the classic historic confessions of what it means to be marked by the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. We continue to long for the renewal and the revival of the church so that the abundant life of Jesus is present in all that we do. We continue to encourage and inspire those who hold to this vision of the church that God has given us and to connect them in vital community where they can be encouraged, inspired, and resourced. We will now focus our efforts on helping individuals and local churches navigate this season of uncertainty in the United Methodist Church. We will use our influence in the church to enable God's new wine to fill the new wineskin he has created. Separation is no longer in the future. Separation has occurred. And I love the analogy that was used earlier this morning of the waves that will occur. And that's exactly what God has planned for us. Significant work remains to be done to fulfill the call of God on the Wesleyan Covenant Association. The WCA will continue to advocate for fair and gracious ways for local churches to discern their future and to act upon that discernment. We'll continue to advocate for the adoption of the protocol. We will support efforts to maintain faithful adherence to and accountability to the standards of doctrine and discipline in the Book of Discipline. And we will continue to act as advisor and contributor as the Global Methodist Church begins its journey and is shaped for the future. I'm confident that all of us will join together in completing the work that God has entrusted to us. I wanna thank you for your involvement in this movement. It has been a long journey of obedience to our Lord. You're a great brand, band of the committed, from our regional chapter leaders to the members of the regional councils, to our members and supporters. You continue to make a huge difference for the cause of Christ. Where we stand today is the product of your investment and dedication. 
Thank you for those who have served on the WCA Global Council. Your leadership, wisdom, discernment, and counsel continues to be invaluable. Our two chairpersons, Dr. Jeff Greenway, who served as chair for the first four years, and Dr. Carolyn Moore, our current chairwoman, have provided outstanding leadership in these years. And I wanna thank the staff of the Wesleyan Covenant Association, Walter Fenton, Teresa Marcus, Angela Pleasance, and Simon Mafunda. You continue to give of yourself sacrificially to this cause. No one will fully understand the depth and extent of your labors on behalf of so many. You continue to pour yourself into this work. You see, God's patient ferment continues. He continues to do, use ordinary people like me and like you to do extraordinary things. Our journey is not without cost. We should count the cost and we should be willing to pay the cost because we follow a crucified savior who is willing to pay the cost for each and every one of us. But we are more than conquerors because Jesus is already victorious. God has shepherded us through this wilderness season. He continues to go before us. I'm sure you've been like me. There have been days I've not known what the next step should be that I should take. But Jesus has always been there when I took that step. He's always met me having prepared the ground that I will walk on. He manages to clean up my messes along the way. And when I depart, he gets the work done. And then he lets me think I've contributed something <laughs> along the way. Isn't he an amazing God? <laughs> he continues to be that God. A new day has dawned for the people called Methodist. May we be found faithful and may Jesus be glorified and honored in all we do. As I conclude, I want you to receive this blessing from the 13th chapter of Hebrews, verses 20 and 21. Now, may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all that you need for doing his will. May he produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen.